final, Marquette over number one, Kansas, 73-59. And I emphasize, it wasn't close. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstad. And a good morning to you this day before the holiday. Michelle Richards is here. Brandon Snyder on sports. Debbie Lasga on the roads. Greg Pancake Hill producing the big show for us today. If you text the word turkey, he'll send you the playlist. We have a Thanksgiving Day themed playlist today. Text the word turkey to the old National Bank talking text line 855-616-1620. All kinds of music related to Thanksgiving Day festivities, family, and whatnot. Uh, coming up in 10 minutes, we'll chat with Vince Vetrano, who's live in the Big Apple, Michelle, because of the big parade tomorrow. So we'll get his take on what's happening over there. Exciting stuff. Yes. Right now, we wait. The state Supreme Court will rule on whether to declare the state's legislative districts unconstitutional and order new maps in the next couple of weeks, months. This after hearing arguments on the gerrymandering lawsuit on Tuesday. Janet Protasiewicz now on the high court. The expectation is the court will lean towards requiring new maps, which could essentially put everyone up for re-election, potentially. It was contentious at times. In fact, listen to this. It took just a matter of seconds for the lawyer to begin presenting the case before Justice Rebecca Bradley cut in. Good morning, and may it please the court. The Wisconsin Constitution's redistricting requirements are not optional. Counsel, Counsel, where were you? Where were your clients two years ago? Because we've already been through this. (laughs) Uh, And here we go. So yeah, Bradley wondering why this is coming to their attention now. They essentially had already ruled on a matter like this not that long ago. So by effectively reopening this case, what does that do to the rule of law in the state of Wisconsin? And how does that reflect on the integrity and the legitimacy? So the attorneys in this case, they say that the Constitution requires legislative districts to consist with contiguous territory. And many of them contain sections of land that are not connected, like islands, if you will, or detached land. And they say that's not right and that needs to be fixed. We have 12 contiguous Senate districts. They're currently represented by six Democrats and six Republicans. We have 21 non-contiguous Senate districts, and they're currently represented by five Democrats and 16 Republicans. This relationship is not coincidental. So it's just a a long three-hour process. We know that they're going to now deliberate this. They're likely to rule in favor of new maps and would likely do so sometime early next year. It's funny. I listened to a bunch of it. It's amazing. If you ever listen to these hearings, how often... People are interrupting others. The justices always just kind of throw questions out there whenever they feel like it. I would point the court since we to... are here today, there you go. since one of the issues is contiguity, I'd like That's, to ask uh, Judge you Justice Korofsky there. In fact, they'll even interrupt each other. Counsel, everyone, okay, knows everyone knows let, me, let me ask you a question. I'm not done. I just um, want to. I just want to. Done with my question. I want to springboard off of something you said just to clarify, if I could. Um, you go talked, ahead, Justice. Thank you. No, I'm not done. Stop. And that's our Oh, that would drive me nuts. Big day in sports coming up today for your Marquette Golden Eagles. And a familiar face takes on the Bucks. Brandon's got sports in one minute. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Down goes number one, Shaka Smart and his number four-ranked Marquette Golden Eagles going on for a huge 73-59 win over number one-ranked Kansas in Hawaii 
to advance to the Maui Invitational Championship. Gold, he'll try the quick three. Good! Oh, baby, is that huge! Oh, baby, is that big! Homer and Tony Smith with the call over there on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee with the win. Marquette improving to 5-0 and on their season and also recorded its second win in school history against a number one overall team. Uh, just proud of our guys' toughness. I mean, Kansas is, is a team that they out-tough a lot of people um, and I learned the hard way at Texas. Sometimes it's more about being mentally tough against them than it is about being physically tough. But our guys really showed terrific resolve. I thought after about eight minutes, we really turned up our defensive intensity and got our hands on the basketball a lot. We got our deflection goal. We got our kills goal. That's a recipe for winning. Next up for the Golden Eagles, number two Purdue in the title game later today. Tip-off time is set for 4 p.m. Coverage will get underway over on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee, beginning at 3.30. The Milwaukee Bucks are in Boston tonight to take on the Celtics. It'll be the first game against former Buck Drew Holiday, who was sent away in a trade for Damian Lillard in September, who, maybe thanks to Pat Connington, is now a Buck. It was a stretch where, like, before they won, where he was trying to get me to go to Milwaukee, and I was trying to tell him, no, you come to Portland. (laughs) And then uh, Pat Connaughton, who's on our team now, was my rook in Portland. Mm -hmm. And then he ended up signing with Milwaukee. So when he was here, he was like the middleman. So we was in the group chat. All three of us, like, Pat, tell him to come here. He like, Pat, no, tell Dame he need to (laughs) come to Milwaukee. So, like, it was, like, ongoing like that. Lillard, who appeared there on the Players' Tribune podcast, sharing some of the insight of the blockbuster trade this offseason. That's cool. That is pretty cool. So, Pat Connaughton, maybe build a statue? We'll see. (laughs) Tip-off time between the Bucks and the Celtics set for 630. Bucks shoot around. We'll get you ready here on WTMJ starting at 6. And, Eric, before we go, the Packers getting ready to head to Detroit. Will be uh, a tough test, to say the least. Ontavian Wicks on the injury report yesterday, Jaden Reed. And tight end Luke Musgrave, according to ESPN's Rob Demosky, a lacerated kidney that was suffered in that matchup on Sunday against L.A., uh, safe to say he will not play tomorrow. Wow. Uh, you and, could tell when knows. it happened. Yeah, he grabbed his side. He fell on the ball kind It of looked it. like it. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. And I don't think the broadcast ever said anything about it, but I'm sitting there watching the game, and I'm oh. like, that was note- noteworthy. You know, I, I put that in the back of my brain. But, yeah, it turns out lacerated kidney. Aaron Jones is also out. He was uh, diagnosed with a sprained MCL, so that's that. he's out, but that's good news. He, he should be returning at some point. Kickoff for the Packers and Lions set for 1130 tomorrow morning. Vince Vitrano's in the Big Apple. We check in with Vince next. The final Marquette over number one Kansas, 73-59. And I emphasize, it wasn't close. Days of Macy's Day Parade. The night of the living dead is on Pretty his Greg, way. Ken K. Kill, setting up another set list today. Thanksgiving Day themed set list. If you'd like to hear it. And see it all. Just text the word turkey to the 855-616-1620 Old National Bank Talk and Text Line. Turkey, and he'll send you that playlist. Joining us from New York City, where his kid is going to step off, what, 24 hours from now? Give or take an hour. WTMJ's Vince Vetrano. Did you get into New York okay, pal? Good morning, guys. Um, Hold on, Vince. It sounds like you're off mic there, buddy. Let's see here. It sounds like you're like 10 feet away from the phone, <laughs> which I assume is not so the case. Not. I got it right oh, there up. we go. Now you, now you sound great. Sorry. Um, yeah, we, we got it. 
got to the airport in Milwaukee like two hours ahead of time because they were saying busy, busy, busy. Yeah. I heard some suggestions of three. I looked around and said, where, they, where is everybody? So yesterday was the day to go early. There was zero issues in terms of travel. It was empty. Where are you? So we're right in the Broadway district in Manhattan. Um, let's see, 47th, just off of Broadway, thereabouts. So what happens now with your kid? Your kid steps off tomorrow morning, right? So yeah, what, what so do we know about, about the band? What are we going to see tonight? Have you heard any rumors about uh, whether or not they're going to make the big network show tonight? It looks really good. NBC followed them around for a full day and interviewed band members and talked to all sorts of folks. And then their rehearsal, which was really important, every band that's in the show has to do their full rehearsal. That's the what they call the star performance. So what everybody sees on TV is they perform there on the Macy's star and every band has to do their full show. Well, our band was slated for 11 p.m. last night and it was boring. Rain has let up now, but they got rained on. So uh, they let them come, no uniforms. They had to wear other stuff because they didn't want to soak all their things. And they were out there in ponchos, but they did their show. And I guess it looks really good. So how about tonight? I know they have to get up really early in the morning, middle of the night, I should say, to get ready for tomorrow. Because they got it in their rehearsal, Michelle, last night, they don't have to get up at 1 o'clock this morning, probably closer to 5 or 4 o'clock tomorrow morning and then make their way over to the square and start lining up at this point they still don't know what number they are in the parade all right so we'll just have to watch the whole thing so greendale will step off in the morning on nbc uh what time are you getting down there you got an early wake up yourself to get along the parade route well yeah so i guess my job is to go at you know four in the morning or whatever and try to find a curb spot what i'm told (laughs) by by the locals is like yeah, they're going to be 2 million-plus people here, but if you go out at 5, five o'clock in the morning, you'll probably find a spot where you can see something. It's not like how we used to do the circus parade with the with the rope lines and stuff like that. That doesn't fly here. So okay. If you get up early enough, I'm told you'll find a spot. What else have you been doing? I've been seeing some of your social media posts. You've been enjoying some of the tourist stuff. You saw Back to the Future yesterday. Yes. Back to the Future, the musical. It was everything it was purported to be. I mean, first of all, you got like some recognized names in there. I can't pull them off off of my head, but you know, you're looking through the program. You're like, this guy's been in something I've seen. This guy's been in she, her. I know. So, you know, when you're on Broadway in New York, you're getting the top tier talent, the best in the craft, and then on top of that, the set is just ridiculous. I mean, the set is a character in the show. It does all sorts of crazy tech stuff. The car, I don't want to spoil anything, but the car is amazing. It's a super show. So you weren't that geek who stood up and said, that's not like how it was in the movie. You guys are doing it wrong. (laughs) That's not the line. Uh, It's it's really close. Some lines are ripped verbatim from from the film, and then others are adapted. The script, the show moves a little bit quicker in terms of the timeline. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's basically the movie, and it's awesome. Vince Vitrano. Hey, man, before we let you go, happy Thanksgiving, first of all. And it sounds like the kids are going to have some fun. They are going to get a Thanksgiving Day dinner as well from all of this. Yeah, they. so the band saw MJ last night on Broadway oh, cool. and then uh, did 9-11 Museum yesterday, which I think is so important for them. And then uh, today, right, they'll uh, do a couple other sightseeing things, and then there's a big Thanksgiving dinner tonight at one of the hotels, awesome. so we'll join them. WTMJ's Vince Vitrano. Hey, man, enjoy it. I know that's one in a million shot there, so enjoy it. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. See you next week. Yeah, man.
Vince Petrano there to see his kids step off in the Greendale Marching Band. They're part of the Macy's Day Parade. That's awesome. And how about that? Back to the Future is a good show. And he'd be honest. If he didn't think it was good, he'd say it was bad. Marquette beats number one Kansas. And I emphasize, it wasn't close. Thank you, Homer. Much more coming up in sports at 745. Eric, do you call it Drinksgiving or Blackout Wednesday? <laughs> so those are my choices. Those are your choices. For Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. Drinksgiving. So that many people booze on today. Like that's, the, that's what they do coming back? Well, let's find out why. Why is it such a big booze fest today? You've got all the college kids home for a fall break, catching up on all the tea they've missed while studying. Family and friends are all in town, too, to celebrate the holiday. Plus, Thanksgiving is stressful. All that cooking, cleaning, and entertaining equates to some wanting to tip back a cocktail or two to de-stress. But some say the best part about getting all boozed up the night before the big day is the excessive carby meal to soak up all that excess alcohol on Thanksgiving itself. Drink responsibly. Stacey Lynn, CBS News. Who says any of these things? Uh, I need to get hammered tonight to help with my food intake tomorrow. No, come on. Or you'll just feel sick. Doesn't it go the other way around? You get the carbs there first, then you drink to absorb the... Alcohol. Yeah, you're on to something there, Debbie. Go easy on the booze, too. Yeah. Well, what do you call... So, tomorrow's Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Small Business Saturday. Seems to be some division over Sunday. Cyber Monday, Giving Tuesday. So, what's Sunday? I've seen Sofa Sunday Sunday? or... Sofa? Like, sit on your sofa. Sandwich Sunday. Sunday. Um, And what was the other one? There was something. (laughs) Secondhand Sunday. Second Go to secondhand hand. stores. Oh. Oh, all right. We'll Adam says Sleepy Sunday. Sleepy Sunday works. Sure. Yes. Yeah. 739, 60 years ago today, quite an anniversary being marked. That story next. I've got my fork in my hand, ready to stuff my face. So bring on the turkey. Wisconsin's Morning News with Vince Petrano. Vince is back Monday. Eric Bill said along with Michelle Richards. Greg Pancake Hill is whipping up a Thanksgiving-themed playlist for our show today. You can text the word turkey and get it. Just text turkey to the old National Bank Talk and text line 855-616-1620, and he'll send you the set list of Thanksgiving Day-themed music. Hey, it was 60 years ago today when the world stopped. JFK was assassinated. It happened during John F. Kennedy's ride through downtown Dallas in a motorcade. At 12.30 p.m., as the motorcade slowly approached a triple underpass, shots rang out. The president was hit first in the back and then in the head. A loner and former Marine named Lee Harvey Oswald had fired the shots from the sixth floor of the Texas School Book Depository Building. Kennedy was rushed to the hospital, where 15 doctors tried to save him. But 30 minutes after he was shot, the president was declared dead. A shaken CBS Evening News anchor Walter Cronkite relayed the news to a shocked nation. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. Vice President Lyndon Johnson has left the hospital in uh, Dallas, but we do not know uh, to where he has proceeded. Uh, Presumably, he will be taking the oath of office shortly and become 
uh, the 36th president of the United States. Christopher Cruz, CBS News. Conspiracy theories have lived on ever since. And one of the, the biggest JFK buffs we know, Michelle, is Gene Miller. And Gene will join us to chat about the anniversary coming up at 810 this morning. Gene Miller on Wisconsin's Morning News. Brandon Snyder's got sports in one minute. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Down goes number one as the Marquette Golden Eagles knocking off the Kansas Jayhawks on Tuesday night in the Maui Invitational Semifinals by final score of 73-59. to Step back three, Chase oh, wow. Ross. Big Good. one there. Oh, baby. That's a big one oh, there. baby, that was sweet. That gets the timeout from Bill Self. Marquette up 15. The step back three by Chase Ross. Homer and Tony Smith with the call on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. At one point in this game, steaming mad about some Kansas trash talk. Marquette coach Shaka Smart got into it with the Jayhawks coach, Bill Self, and after the game, Shaka Smart reminding everyone where he stands. Probably shouldn't have got so so excited, but I tell you what, I said this in the in the post game media. We're Marquette. We are Marquette, and we don't take a backseat to anyone. So if someone wants to step up and challenge us, okay, we're going to challenge them right back. And you know, I was just maybe in my small little way making that known to our team. That should get you pumped up for the next matchup for the Golden Eagles, which is a championship matchup with Purdue later today at 4 p.m. Coverage will begin over on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee beginning at 3.30. Over to the NBA where it's another tough test for the 10-4 and Milwaukee Bucks tonight as they visit Boston. Well, we know Boston is going to be uh, another great test. Um, they got, you know, special talent as well. Um, I feel like we've been playing some really good basketball and we're in a good spot here. It is what it is. You, you play in the Celtics, it's, it's going to be hard fought. Um, but I like um, the progress that we've been making over the last five games, and um, you know we'll be prepared and and go from there. The Bucks will try to make it six in a row tonight. Tip off time between the Bucks and Celtics, all set for six thirty. Bucks shoot around. We'll get you ready right here on WTMJ beginning at six p.m. And lastly, the four and six Packers are headed to Detroit as they get set for a Thanksgiving Day clash against the Lions. After the win on Sunday and with a tough turnaround for his team, head coach Matt LaFleur trying to keep things into perspective. I, I think we always kind of try to keep it one game at a time. And I don't want to go Jim Moore on you, but, uh, I mean, we got a hell of an opponent staring us on a short week, and that's our sole focus. And we'll, we'll worry about that other stuff down the road. I think we're a long way from even thinking about that. It's just our focus is on getting better each and every day. Tough day of injury news for the pack. Eric, running back Aaron Jones, he's been diagnosed with a sprained MCL. He is not going to play on Thursday. Receivers Dontavian Wicks, Jaden Reed, all banged up. And Ricky tight end, according to ESPN's Rob Demosky, suffered a lacerated kidney against the Chargers. He one tough cookie, man. He stayed in the rest of that game. Complained of some pain. Some pain on <laughs> Monday. Playing. Finished the game. Didn't even complain about it Sunday. Apparently, this is being reported was complaining about stomach pain, abdominal pain on Monday. He was then hospitalized. They oh diagnosed gosh. him with uh, the lacerated kidney. He was obviously released. Uh, it is safe to say that he will not play tomorrow. <laughs> um, and you I hope, certainly hope you not. Know what's, well, you know what really hurts about this, though? 22 yards away from the Packers rookie tight end receiving record in, of yards. 22 yards away. And he, and he might not play the rest of the year. Oh, so it's tough, that, tough break for the rookie tight end. God, that hurts. Kickoff too. tomorrow at 1130. Jeez. Tausch is next, 749. 
idea man. I think that that's something we need to pay a little bit more attention to. Innovative. But it feels like all of the mascots that are a little heavier set. Philly Fanatic. You know, they got the wide bottom. And Packers Hall of Famer. I feel like maybe they get made fun of more, and then when they get an opportunity to let it rip, they do. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by your Wisconsin Chevy dealers. All right, Tausch. So you uh, celebrated a couple of Thanksgiving days after playing an NFL game, right? You guys would... Head down to Detroit, play the early game, and then come back for a nice bird? Uh, yeah, that happened probably, I want to say at least three times. Um, and I'll say this, it always is better when you win. Uh, the dinner tastes much better when you come back uh, after a victory. Whose house did you go to? So the big one that we I always remembered, um, Marco Rivera always hosted, and then William Henderson hosted, and... Different, um, different meals and different um, drinks, but uh, it was always great because everybody would get together. And you know, from from our standpoint, the uh, the meal, I it was it was always fun because you would you would kind of see who was who enjoyed you know the different foods and the drinks a little bit more than the others. Um, it was it was always. Uh, <laughs> what does that mean? Well, what it means is the old line love to drink Jaeger bombs. That's uh, uh. what I was trying to figure out how to say in the most uh, the most uh, couth way to say it. We would uh, we at Marco's house we we pounded a lot of Jaeger bombs. That was the nicest way to put it. <laughs> Understood. How big were these gatherings? How many people? Families? Like who was there? Yeah. So it was um, you know most of us, uh, especially. Early on in my career, you know, I, my family was back home. Uh, Marco was married. William was married. So if you had your, uh, you bring everybody you'd want. And it was always great because everybody invited the the people that didn't have their families in town to come. And that was, I think, always one of the cool parts about it was that you'd come, you'd, you'd come and you'd have the families that would be there. And then all of the, again, the Jaeger drinkers and everybody else. So Everybody was welcome, and it was always just a great, you know, they say football is family. It was always those days, Christmas and Thanksgiving, when you would be done with a game, and a lot of times families wouldn't be there, and that was what always made those nights so special. Go easy on the booze, too. Hey, you know, I, I am a little surprised, though, that you guys would actually want to be around each other after getting beat up after three hours, right? Like, there isn't that moment of, like, I just need to, like, veg and, like, not hear anyone speak. That's what the Jaeger bomb is for, Eric. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, oh, gotcha, exactly. I gotcha. Exactly. No, the... So, again, that's where winning... Everybody wants to be around each other when you win. I gotcha. Uh, it's if you lose, that's when you try to figure out, well, maybe, uh, maybe we don't do that tonight but it, typically we'd play ping pong it wasn't like we were breaking down bill said it's not like we were breaking down film and saying man i can't believe robert <laughs> porsche bull rushed you in and you got beat on this play it was more oof, everybody took a deep breath because every you know you play sunday and then everybody's beat up and you know you just got to find a way to grit out playing thursday and then you get a little bit of a bye week yeah. so you know for me i would try to bounce back to auburndale or and get get back on friday and then celebrate thanksgiving with my family i think that's a, you know what a lot of guys would do is have their families come in but it was always that thursday and we'd get back and, you know the game is at eleven thirty. 
we get back at like 4, 4.30. You could actually watch, uh, you know, I think the Egg Bowl. You'd watch some other football, mm-hmm. but you'd play ping pong, you'd throw cards, you'd do all that stuff. So you were giving us hope the other day, saying that the, uh, the Packers schedule appears to have some winnable games on it here upcoming, that, hey, maybe we could make a run at the postseason. How are you now feeling about tomorrow? Well, I mean, obviously the injury report came out yesterday yeah. that uh, with Musgrave and Reed, and there's a bunch of the young, young guys that I think are really developing. But this, to me, if you can find a way, Green Bay can find a way to win one of these next two games, Kansas City and Detroit, both games that I think everybody thinks that we'll have no chance to win, all of a sudden, A, that means your team is continuing to grow and get better, so that's a positive. But then also, the rest of the schedule – Pretty, relatively speaking, of course, very winnable games. And again, confidence and momentum is everything in this business. And when you can start getting some and you're seeing it come, that makes you uh, that makes you very optimistic that and the rest of the NFC, that seventh wildcard spot is going to be wide open. So you factor all that in. Again, I'm not saying it. But I'm not not saying it. <laughs> Good enough for me. Hey, man, super thankful for you each and every day. Happy Thanksgiving, my man. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy your day tomorrow. Enjoy that turkey. Enjoy the Jaeger bombs on that special day. I'm going to feed on it.